Blog Talk Radio. That's right. Welcome, everybody, to What's Brewing, a show where we can say whatever we want. A sports show where you can say whatever you want. How novel of a concept is that? But that's what we're here to do for you. We will give you that opportunity for the next two hours. Give us a call, 646-929-2192, or email us at whatsbrewingshow at AOL.com. The show starts now. Well, kids, welcome to the George Brew Show here on the What's Brewing Sports Radio Network. Call in tonight, 773-897-6424. That's the number to call in to give us your takes on the upcoming college basketball conference tournaments, the NFL Combine, the NFL Free Agency that starts. A lot of news is being made. And there's a lot of news around one team that... never usually gets talked about at this time. The Patriots are never one of those teams where the big-name free agents want to go to. They're usually the place that, kind of like how the Yankees were, get the Yankees involved and it'll drive up the price. Now I don't know if that's what's going on now. But that's the thing. And, you know, when you look at Adrian Peterson's names in the mix to go to New England, Brandon Marshall, when you look at that stuff, you start to go, hmm, do people have a thing here? Um, Brian, what do you think of this? What's that? As our resident Bills fan, said Brandon Marshall has the – Legitimate interest, mutual interest between both sides. Adrian Peterson says he'll take a team-friendly deal to go to New England. Well, yeah, I'd be leery on Adrian Peterson, um, but I, I mean, let's be honest. He is 32 now, right? I mean, it's it's getting to the point where how much has he yeah. truly left in the tank? He's a big name, but. I, you know, I mean, maybe he would. I mean, maybe he just wants to win. Uh, I don't know how he fits, but, uh, you know, I mean, he's, all these things are possible. Um, I think if Peterson thinks he's getting a pretty big deal in the open market, he's sadly mistaken. Those days are over. I mean, because this is a yeah, good running back class in the draft. There's tons of – I'm not so sure he fits the way more as good as he may think he does. See, I think he does in the Corey Dillon category. I don't think LeGarrette wants back there next year. I think James White fits the same. You know, I think James White's got that role, the Kevin Vereen, uh, Shane Vereen, Kevin Falk role. That's his until he wants to get paid. Um, Yep. You know, and if he does want to get paid, I mean, I can't see him not wanting to get paid, but 
you know, Christian McCaffrey seems to fit one of those roles, but what role does he really fit? They still have Deion Lewis under contract. I, I don't know. No, I don't think New England's going to take a running back in the draft because I, I, I not in the first round. No, it's it's not going to happen because there's there's too many good wide receivers. There's too many good corners in this just draft. This corner draft is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's too much value in other positions where I don't I just don't think it's advantageous for them to take. I think they're going to have other needs that they're going to want to take care of. Yeah, so that's and, just, and you know. the one need that the one need they keep talking about that everybody seems to say is such a great fit for them is Jabril Peppers from Michigan. Well, they're going to have to move up to get him. No, there's stuff he's going to drop to 32. Uh, I don't know. I it really is hard to say. Um, you know, it all depends. I mean, the thing is with this whole process, everything is so um, early. You know, we're going through the combines now. Some guys are shooting up. Some guys are going down. You know, I mean, he ran a really, really good 40. I mean, he has that look mm-hmm. that he's going to – I would lean he'll go higher than he projected. But then again, like you said, you just never really know. It depends how many quarterbacks are taken early. There's just a lot of things that need to be sorted out after free agency. Yeah. And that's the other thing. People don't understand this. Free agency means a lot. And that's why when you're going through, that's why Mayock doesn't do projections. Mayock says, this guy would fit here, this guy would fit here, blah, 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 blah. Peppers fits that New England system. And he gives them something then honestly, I think they need. I would agree. I mean, he, he can play in the box. They're, they're pretty much going to lose Hightower, I believe. He could play in the box. Chung's getting older. He can return kicks, so you're not getting Edelman and Amendola's edge taken off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm looking at some That's mock drafts right now. I don't start looking at them until April 1st. Because, like I said, there's so much that I peek a little bit. Oh, I agree. I mean, I'm looking at one now that has Christian McCaffrey going to Tampa Bay. Which, you know, it's not a bad thought, but it's just it's just so early in the process. You know, there's always going to be a couple players that are just going to come out of nowhere. Yeah, and really shake up the board. I mean, there's this. I mean, just for example, I was watching the combine earlier before. There's this six three six four corner safety from UConn who's lighting up the Second combine. Yeah. I mean, he's he's yeah. he ran like a four four something, which is we did. With you know, so this guy he he may not be on boards right now, but you know, there's one mock up page you're thinking of Dory Jackson. From USC, which would be a good pick because I do like him too. But you know, it's just like you said, he's going to shoot up. Mm-hmm. 
You know, and here, here's the other thing. That kid's a freak of nature in the underwear Olympics. But let's not forget, yep. UConn's a terrible football team in a terrible conference. Yeah, but you so know, he you can and be I a freak of nature all he wants. Uh, yeah, but let's oh, let's be fair. Yeah, but you know, there's it's really hard. You know, I don't fall. I mean, everybody does this with quarterbacks. Oh, he's a winner. Deshaun, you know, Watson is a winner. So was Tim Tebow. So was Tommy Harris. I mean, I'm not saying he's those guys. It's just don't give me that as the reason to pick him or not pick him. Yeah. You know, what's his, you know, everything gets exposed in the NFL. (laughs) The window gets a hundred times smaller. You know, I mean, every little thing is nitpicked. Right. Yeah, like, you, you, know, you talked I, about you talked about Tom Brady uh, at nauseum. The data he uses just a little bit on his fastball, he can't stick it in those windows. It's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and, and that's not to put him down. It's just you know that you see how he's a forty-year-old quarterback. Boom, he went right. You know, Peyton Manning had some injuries, but Peyton Manning went down real fast. Real. I'm not sure if that's mm-hmm. going to happen to Brady because of the system they do play. I think. That allows and the for fact him to he doesn't be effective. have nerve damage in his, and he doesn't have nerve damage no. in his neck. And a lot of times he just, you know, they're quick, quick super throws. I mean, no yeah. offense, but 40, 50-year-old guys could do some of those. All of, I'm not saying all of them. I'm just saying there's, you know what I mean? Like, You're starting it's to not like as demanding. No, because, no, 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 <laughs> yeah. no, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying Tom Brady's super overrated or anything. I'm just saying no, that oh, that's right. that's it, it leads yeah. to a longer career. You know, like the old Al Davis systems didn't were not built for 40-year-old quarterbacks. Throwing no. deep. You, you know what I mean? That stuff's not going to last. Mm-hmm. You, you know, Tyrod Taylor's not going to be a 40-year-old quarterback. Yeah, you know and that's I mean? There's just like certain Brandon things. Marshall going to New England isn't a good idea. Um. As much as he, I, I would say that I would say it is. I mean, I I, I like Brandon Marshall as a wide receiver. Um, I don't think he was the problem with the Jets at all. I mean, I, no. It, again, it's all it's but, all about attitude and desire, and you know. But do they really need him? I think. See, here's the thing. I think, or that I see, and I said this right after the Super Bowl. I said this during the Super Bowl to my wife. They needed somebody to take the top off the defense. Having Julian, having, you know, Chris Hogan's nice, but they don't exactly take the top off the defense. And when you play against a faster team, which which Atlanta was in that first half, they were faster getting to the ball. They were faster on the play. What in turn happened, though, was that Grady finally got in the rhythm. And once those guys got in the rhythm and figured out how to get off the block, get off the line, it was over. Mm-hmm. You give Brandon, you put Brandon Marshall in that Super Bowl. I don't think it's even as close as it, it turned out to be. Because you would have to respect his home run ability. It's the same thing with Moss. 
right? What what was the biggest complaint about Moss towards the end with the Patriots? Oh, he's you know he's he takes plays off. He took plays off, but he still kept Darrell Revis on. You know, he still kept Revis where Revis couldn't jump a route because if he jumped yeah. that route, Randy could get behind you. And yep. you know, I don't. I've never watched enough of Brandon Marshall. I've seen him as a dog at times, but I've seen him on on a, as a dog on bad teams. So I, I I don't know Brandon Marshall from Hall in the Wall. Um, you know I I think there's something to be said for that. I think uh, certain I think wide receivers just are, are savvy enough now to understand that if the game's not going well, you can't go down twenty. You can't go balls to the wall every play. You, you, you just can't. Yeah, and, and that's you the know thing. like the only times I've ever seen Marshall really have been when they played New England and that there's been times where he's been lights out where holy shit you can't defend him. Then there's oh, yeah, times I've seen, I've seen him, him play New England yeah. where it's where it's oh yeah. my God, this guy shouldn't even be on the fucking same field with these guys yeah. because he's such a dog. I mean this is you know, this is why you know wide receivers are so so dependent on their their quarterbacks. I mean Yeah. I, I I still maintain, and I'll get a lot of slack for this. I still maintain Sammy Watkins can be as good as Odell Beckham Jr. Mm-hmm. I do because I I just I, now is he does Odell Beckham have other attributes that are better? Yeah, I'd probably say so. But you know, Sammy Watkins hasn't had a pass happy offense, and Eli Manning quarterback in him to help him. Mm-hmm. He's had EJ yeah. Manuel. He's had you know. Kyle Orton, he's had Tyrod Taylor, who is a solid quarterback, but he's not a 35, 40 attempt guy. He's going to throw for 4,500 yards. He's, I'd mm-hmm. be thrilled if he threw for 3,500 yards, yet alone 45, 4,000 yards. So, yeah. you know, that and the injury, yeah, yeah. it's just, you know, Sammy Watkins will probably leave in two years, go to the Patriots and catch 120 passes. I mean, that, that's what I'm waiting for. I mean, it's, you know, something like that's going to happen. So I, I just wait for that moment. You, you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> and the, and there's know, no it's, E5 it's, there, yeah. right? <laughs> Oh, geez. Oh, E5. Yeah. But, you know. No echo Yeah. I mean, Brandon Marshall, no like I said, you get him on a good contract. You know, he's not going to be the alpha dog. He's going to have to fit into what they do. I mean, I, I you know, I, I don't think Brandon Marshall is going to break your team. He can only help it. I mean, that's just the way I see it. And this is not just for the Patriots. No, there's you know, a maybe lot of teams Dallas, that Maybe Dallas is a team that could use them. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just naming names, you know. I mean, you know, other teams that are on the cusp of, you know, really you know, where, you know where he'd be a great fit? In all honesty, where he would be a good fit, it's just that there's so much now going on that would make it a bad fit are the Washington mm-hmm. Redskins. Yeah, it would. Because cause it sounds like Garcon's gone um, or is on the way out. They don't, they're not too thrilled with Deshaun Jackson. So there's a spot open. But here's the thing. You're now talking about a plus 30 wide receiver who really – 
I'm not putting him in the category with Jerry Rice where he had some good years left. I think he's got a couple of good years left. The only problem that the only thing that would scare me about him going to New England is his uh-huh. off the field media stuff. No, you know, he likes I mean, but again, being I, part I, of yeah. that that this this um, inside yeah. the NFL. That shit's mm-hmm. not going to fly in New England. Yeah, I mean, even you know another, another team that you may think I'm nuts. How about Green Bay? Yeah, Green Bay. You know, Green, Green Bay work. I mean, Green Bay. I mean, they'll have Aaron Rodgers flinging the ball over the place. I mean, that's that's not terrible. The, again, I don't know what their culture's like, but you know, Detroit isn't terrible. But you know, because they have a. But you know, it's really about like Buffalo is not a good place for Brandon Marshall. No. I, I I've heard Bills fans say, yeah, no, it, it's not what the Bills need right now. They're not on the cusp of. I, I highly doubt. Unless you're telling me you're getting Tony Romo then I would say no, you know, or, you know, like what I'm saying is they're not all in to win it right this minute. You know, if you're, if you're in it to win it right now, you want Brandon Marshall. Yeah. And and that's why New England makes sense. Could you, oh, could you imagine (sighs) if the Giants had Brandon Marshall or Del Beckham Jr.? That would be immediate. That would be, oh, oh, that'd be so good. I would love every (laughs) second of it. I, I would love too. every second of it because oh. it would drive yeah, my too. wife nuts. <laughs> yep. You know what? I'm, I'm on board. Brandon Marshall to the Giants. E5. Put it up. Yeah. Rack it. <laughs> <laughs> they were one of the teams last week that they were taught. Like, last week it was like he wants the Giants. Like, there's a list of teams he wants. And, and the two teams yeah. that have come out have been – he wanted to – the three teams. He wanted to return to the Jets. I think the Jets are such a fucking dumpster fire right now that they can't bring him back. The Giants are another the one Jets. because then he doesn't have to – the Giants make sense because he doesn't have to uplift – he doesn't have to um, you know, uplift his family. He could stay where he lives now. And he could still do inside the NFL. Because it's done in, you know, wherever NFL Films is. Yep. Well, and New yeah, England, the other team. Yeah. That's the one thing about football players that people just don't get, or even sports. I, wrote a great, I read a great piece a, a few years ago. What's that one site that Jeter owns part of, the Players' Tribune? Yeah. Fred Jackson did one. I thought it was excellent because, you know, Fred was in Buffalo for almost 10 years. And he mm-hmm. talked about the psychological aspect of uprooting yourself to Seattle when really the only guy you know there is Marshawn Lynch, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, your family's all back home and you have to think about all these things. You know, it's very interesting. You know, a lot of – everybody looks at this like Madden, like, oh, you just trade them. But, no, there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes you don't realize. It's cool, yeah, like that. Yeah, and that's the thing that, you know, and that's why, you know, fans don't get it. You know, I always go back to the the question that was asked me once by a professional athlete. You know, where I was talking about, would you rather win a Stanley Cup and have or have two, you know, and have five million dollars in the bank, or 
not have a Stanley Cup and have $10 million in the bank. And I, of course, said, I'd rather have the five in the championship. And they told me, well, that's because you're a fan where this is a business to us. You know, you'll never hear a guy say, well, I wish I had won a cup if he's got tons of money in the bank. Where yeah, I think I it's just, yeah. Yeah. And that's and I think completely, it, and that's what fans yeah. don't understand. That's what fans don't see. That's why when fans get all angry, because you know there was a thing on um, Sportsnet last week when they were talking about the NHL trade deadline, and there was this old player who had gotten traded, and he said he wouldn't go, and this fan had wrote him a letter saying like, you know, you're the reason I rooted for the Red Wings, and blah 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 blah. And the guy's wife penned him a note and said, listen, it's nothing personal. Fans take everything too personally. They do. Just because a guy doesn't want to still be with your team doesn't mean that the relationships that he's made while he was a member of your team have to go away. Yeah, but let's be honest. In a lot of cases, the players do talk You know, people think that. Oh, he's so loyal to Buffalo, or he's so. I got news for you. In a lot of cases, the second they leave, they leave the city behind. Mm-hmm. They have to. It moves so fast. I mean, you know, you're going to your new team, your new surroundings, your new coaching staff, your new playbook, your new sit. You know, they don't have time to sit and reflect. Oh my goodness, I miss Buffalo. No, maybe later in their careers. <laughs> you know, but it's just you know, not that way. And, and, and there's a big difference between the NHL and the NFL. If you really think about it, the NHL, if you get perfect example, trade deadline was last week. You had uh, Kyle Quincy get traded by the devil. Mm-hmm. He got traded there. What, once there was a trade deadline, right? Yes. Right. Uh, oh, wait yeah, a minute. We'll I don't even to- know. The Sabres – the Sabres didn't participate, so I really don't even know when it was. Did, did it happen already? I think it, it – yeah, it was Wednesday, <laughs> right? But it was Wednesday. I'm kidding. Guess where Kyle mm-hmm. Quincy played last night? Where? He was already back in New Jersey. So that's the difference. But, like, you look at the NFL. If you don't go in division, right? Like, And here's the other thing. Yeah. All these teams that do these little vignettes to the player after the player's gone, give me a break. You know, not everybody was a long-time player. Not everybody's deserving of it. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, yeah. Like, if Stephon Gilmore leaves Buffalo, okay, he was a first-round pick. He had some good moments with the Bills, but if he leaves and let's say he signs with the Los Angeles Chargers or whatever, you know, or – and if he comes back this year, <laughs> I don't expect a video tribute for Stephon Gilmore. You know? No. It's kind of ridiculous. But, fan, but because these teams are so anal about this, it's like I remember when Adam Graves came back to the Rangers and that, like, came back to play at the Garden a lot, you know, when, after he had gone to San Jose. That was a big deal. That was one of your guys. I hope the Devils didn't do a video tribute to Kyle Quincy. <laughs> I was like, what did he do? <laughs> like, what did he do as a devil? Nothing. 
So he doesn't deserve it. But you know somebody was going, well, are we going to do one for him? And the answer should have been, no. Why? It's not like he was, he was a one-year rental that you knew you were probably going to move if the season went south, which it did, and they did. You know, it's not like a guy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like, I remember I was there the first night Parisi came back. They didn't do anything special for him because Devil fans are still butthurt by it. Because they can't. Yep. Because fans can't take the difference of. Like, and I remember doing a show from when the Devils are in the finals. We did a show from the Gateway Center there in Newark. God, I hope Priest yeah. doesn't leave. Priest leaves. He's a scumbag. He's not a scumbag if he leaves. The thing that he's people not. gotta he's understand. He's doing the yeah, right thing no. for his family. People gotta understand too, and this drives me nuts. Okay, I'm watch, like we're watching the NFL Combine. Okay, let's say mm-hmm. I don't know your player X from. Miami, and you know what? You're like, ah, you know, I'd love to play for the Dolphins or whatever. And let's say, I don't know, um, Arizona drafts you, right? And you just don't mm-hmm. like Arizona, right? You play, but you, you just people think that you have to be loyal to the team that drafts you. Like they didn't have a true choice of where they could go. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then they have a choice to go where they want. And people get all pissed off if they don't stay. And I'm like, you know, nobody, you know, I don't know. You know, it's just, it fascinates me how people are like that, you know. Like they must stay where they were drafted. Yeah, or they have to stay because you bought the jersey. Guess what? You bought a piece of laundry. That's all those guys look at mm-hmm. it as. Yeah. By the way, I you wish know, we had a like, taps, by the way. A yeah. taps soundbite. Because I'm I'm kind of in mourning today. I'm I'm not in a I'm I'm kind of in a salty mood when it comes to football. And very sad and I'm I'm reflecting. Mm-hmm. The Bills made five roster moves today. Did mm-hmm. cut Dan Carpenter, by the way, thank goodness. Right? Yeah. But they also cut long snapper and my namesake, Garrison Sanborn. So I am not oh, a happy no. camper this morning. Uh-huh. Yep, they did. <laughs> I was a little surprised, to be honest, because I thought he was really good. I mean, not just because he's my last name. I just thought he was an excellent guy in special team. But, you know, when you get a new coaching staff, that happens. Sometimes they may just want their own people. So, you know, but, yeah. like, man. I was bummed. So, you know, and, and that's the funny thing. Like, I knew guys. I, like, when the, you know, like, you know, I knew guys who played with the Giants, and, you know, every so often you'd be at the bar and they'd come out with you. You know, because when you're that age and you're hanging out for autographs and they realize you're not doing it to sell stuff, they become friendly with you. And a couple of those guys used to come out with us. And, um,. You know, when Coughlin came in, he cut some of the guys we were friends with. But it was like, all right, whatever, dude. It just gets what it is. It comes down to like a whatever, dude. It's like, yeah, it's um, it's unbelievable. You know, 
you know, and luckily with this show, we I've been able to reconnect with some of those guys. But it's like, it's not like those guys are your best friends. You're not inviting them to your wedding. Mm-hmm. Not to say that there's not somebody who is a friend of mine who played professional sports that's invited, but that's mm-hmm. mainly because we've stayed really good friends through all this. And the other good thing is when you know those guys is if when they get traded and you stay friendly with them, guess what? You don't have to pay to see them play because they're going to leave you tickets. Mm-hmm. Like when that, I don't even think after Barnaby got traded, he left the Rangers. I don't think he ever came back to the Garden. Um, I, really I don't, don't even know. I have to really think about it. Like, I don't think he was in Chicago long enough. I don't think he came back with the stars. So it was like, at that point, and that was the worst thing the Rangers had done because they had traded those guys when they were on the road. So those guys didn't even get their final home game. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they traded them on the road, so it wasn't even like you had the ability to say goodbye to some of them. Like, we all kind of knew it. So, like, I got to say goodbye to Matt and, you know, exchange phone numbers and whatnot. But it wasn't like mm-hmm. the normal fan who, you know, wasn't hanging out with them outside the rink ever got to say their goodbye. Like, I can understand, like, a guy like Barnaby who, and you know it just as well as I do, really became part of that community because guys like people liked them. Oh, Bob Barnaby was insanely popular in Buffalo. He still is to this day. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, I mean, he's still li- and he's still, li- yeah. Yeah. That's the one thing about, like yeah. I said, you know, that's the famous, famous Jim Kelly quote. It's the town you hate to go to. It's the town you hate to leave. And, and I think there's, there's something to be said for it for certain players, you know, because it's cheap. It's, you know, you can raise a family. You know, you're kind of living in uh, people don't bother Obscurity. you. Obscurity? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's funny. Know, I, was, I mean, it's funny. Oh, actually, yes and no. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Like, I was listening to this um, Spinning Chicklets with, um, on Barstool with Taylor Hall. Mm-hmm. And um, one, of the, one of the Edmonton papers made a write-up about it. So you don't have to listen to the entire, like, podcast. But, you know, one of the questions they asked him about was, you know, with him leaving Edmonton, he goes, you know what? It, it stood up, up in Edmonton. If you have a bad game or a bad string of games, mm-hmm. everybody knows about it. Yep. It's like, you have a bad string of games here. Nobody knows. Nobody cares. Because there's, there's so stuff, much other yeah, stuff going on. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he says, you that's know, it, it makes it easier to play in New Jersey than it would to yeah, play in Edmonton. Buffalo or – Yeah, because those cities yeah. are – you know, that's the – ask the one thing. Like, if you're a um, guy like Barnaby, you stay a celebrity mm. kind of long in a place like Buffalo. You don't stay a celebrity long in places like Chicago, like if you're Matthew Barnaby. Not as, not as, you know, it, it's harder. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
because a lot of players may still live in Chicago and they have a lot to pick from. Or in places like Buffalo, you know, not every ex-player lives there. But if you do, they adore you for it. So it just kind of sticks with you a little bit more. I'm sure it's the same in Green Bay and Pittsburgh and places like that. So, you know. Yeah. It's just like, like, you know, like I know there's a, yeah. You know, it's a guy like, like a Matt Chatham who wasn't like a really big member of those Patriot Super Bowl teams, Mm -hmm. but he was well liked enough by the media that when his playing days were done, he still lived in that area. So he still, you know, he got to reap the benefits of becoming a member of the media in Boston. You know, that's the other thing that people don't forget. You know, yeah, Tom Brady never has to work another day in his life. Matt Chatham does. Oh, yeah, a lot of these players have to go back into the real world. And let's be honest, a lot of mm-hmm. it is fantasy world. I mean, not fantasy world, but it's a lot of work. But I'm watching the combine now. I mean, these aren't normal nine-to-five jobs. I mean, these, these are, no. you know, I mean, you make it in the NFL, I mean, you get, you know, the adoration the you know, verified accounts on, you know, you get tons of, of attention and then it's gone pretty much like that. Yeah. I mean, for you know, and, and, the great players, it's not, but for average linebacker guy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. I think I was watching, I was, I was watching this thing on Netflix before and it was about, you know, should they pay college athletes, which was really good because, like, you called me just as I had started watching it earlier. Mm-hmm. So I said, oh, this is really good. I could bring this up on the show and we could talk about it. Sure. I was always of the belief that those kids should get paid. I always yeah. was. I always thought they should be paid. You know what I've learned? You know what I realized in watching this documentary, which was so biased against the NCAA. It wasn't even funny. And and if you've ever listened to the show for one minute of your life, you know my hatred for the NCAA. Oh, I do. But the question gets brought up, and it comes down to the Ed O'Bannon case, mm-hmm. where – he would he's get from the where town. he's four, from the same town I live in right now. <laughs> right, just a so little, like, little, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. So like he gets hosed, and former players get hosed because when they were doing the video game, and they were putting the all-time teams in, they were using mm-hmm. his likeness without his approval. That's wrong. Yep. Those guys should get paid. I agree. You look at but it's unfortunate the University we don't of see the college football game anymore, which is yeah, great. <laughs> uh, you know how much I miss that game, George, on an everyday basis. Yeah, that game was so like great. I went out and the bought the game. last one <laughs> just so I have it. Just to ha- uh, I should have. I still should. <laughs> well, dude, you could anyway. you could buy it on Amazon for nothing. Yeah. Um. Which is the good thing about still having a PS3 is that I can still play that game. Um, yeah. But in still saying that, here the question that comes up all the time with the college football, when it's like, oh, they should pay the guys. Okay, great. I understand. 
they should pay football players. Those guys make more money mm-hmm. for the university than anybody else. Yep. Let me ask you this. Let me throw this question out to you, Brian. Where does that stop? I have no idea. <laughs> I go, like, I go I mean, back, and I don't know if I told you this. But last year I was walking around outside High Point Solution Stadium with a Devin McCourty Rutgers jersey. I figure I go to all these That's games, I might as well get a jersey. And, what, a Devin <laughs> McCourty one? That's the same. <laughs> but, no, like, I, I enjoy going to Rutgers games. Like, I enjoy the pageantry of college football. I don't yeah, think there's so anything better. Yeah. My mother loves it. She goes to Rutgers games just to watch them score. Like, I won't take her to see, like, Ohio State because Rutgers isn't going to score. But I'll take her to They're see, gonna like, get a first down, in. yet alone a touchdown. Yeah. But when they, you know, but, like, her whole thing was if, you know, Rutgers scores, they run the horse out. That's all my mom cares about. My mom cares about nothing else. All she cared about was our seats were four rows off the field, and the horse would run in front of her every time they scored a touchdown. She would cheer for the yep. horse. Never mind the first nice. down. The whole stadium's going. That's another, you know, Scarlet Knight's first down. Didn't get geeked up for that. That fucking horse ran across the field. My mother was doing handstands. But I, I love it. Yeah, and, like, you know, I took her to see um, – Army play Connecticut at Yankee Stadium. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, with the with the you know paratrooping in with the game ball and all that shit. My mother was like, "That's the way, you know how your mom is." Oh yeah, absolutely. So, but like, but here's the thing. So I'm walking around after the game, wearing a mm-hmm. Devin McCourty jersey. Now, Devin's yep. a Patriot. I'm a Patriot fan. I like Devin. I think he's done a really good job. You know, since he left mm-hmm. school, he does a lot of good charity work. He's a guy who, if you said to me, whose jersey would you buy? Devin McCourty's one of them. This lady from nice. Rutgers came up to me, and I didn't know who the hell she was. And she says, oh, that's a nice jersey. Where did you get it? And I said, I bought it through your athletic department website. That's impossible. Uh-huh. It's into like this whole thing with me, Brian, about how that's impossible. It should have never happened. They're going to have to pay him. I said, calm down, lady. Uh-huh. And she says to me, well, I know Devin. Devin would be upset that he didn't get paid for that jersey. So I said, okay. I took to Twitter. I sent a picture to Devin. I said, I was told by a member of the Rutgers athletic staff that you wouldn't like this jersey. What did I get back from him? That's dope. Thank you. So I forwarded her the email, and I, I forwarded her the tweet, and I said, yeah, put that in your pipe and smoke it, lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. He doesn't care at this point. No, because he's going to well, pee. He doesn't yeah. care. Yeah. So I, I had a radical – I have – oh, God. Right? I said to her – I have a radical – well, if uh-huh. – oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, finish. Like I, I, like I said to her, I said, well, then how come if you know your former players are so popular here, 
And all you do is sit there and you play the Knights in the NFL thing after the first quarter. How come you guys don't cut a deal with these guys so that you could sell their jerseys? Yeah. There's something to be said for it. I mean, I don't know what the law, you know, they should, but I just don't think like that, I guess. No, and that's why Rutgers is where Rutgers is. Florida produces Tim mm-hmm. Tebow jerseys to this day. Oh, I believe it. Take on a life of his own at some point, in some respects. But, you know, it's also about, you know, his popularity, his faith. There's all kinds of reasons for that. But, like, there was a time when, like, Duke had done the did the Coach K collection, where everybody whose jersey was retired, they sold his jerseys in the bookstore. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they, like, a guy like, you know, Bobby Hurley was appreciative to get a little bit of a check from Duke. And it also gave people the opportunity, because remember, like, Christian Leitner didn't play in a time where, you know, Nike mm-hmm. was mass-producing Duke jerseys like yep. they do today. Yep. So they gave those yeah, guys, just, you know, it gave fans an opportunity yep. to wear their jerseys. I agree. I mean, I I have a radical idea for college sports, dude. Uh, George, I want to get your thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. And it's very – I don't have a detailed plan on this, but I almost look at this very similar to advertising, and, and here's what I mean. I would love if the 64 best programs in college football – I'll just use college football as an example. This would never happen. Basically become their own entity. Break away from the NCAA completely and pay the schools – but their naming rights to use their colors, nickname, and college name as their uniforms and then stop with all these ridiculous rules. They can have a payroll of players. You can have a hard cap. It doesn't have to be a ton of money. I I don't know if this would ever work, George. You can have different tiers, too. I mean, you can, you know, have your time, especially in college basketball. I mean, it does get a little tricky. But you know what? If you're if you're a school that can't afford it, then don't play big big boy, uh, quote unquote college football. But it keeps the traditions of the names of the schools and everything intact, and it removes these ridiculous sanctions and crap from the NCAA, and allows the kids to make some money. And maybe, especially college basketball, I think this would be awesome because then maybe they don't rush to the NBA so quickly. I don't know. It's a very radical yeah. idea, but I don't know if you get my premise on it. But that's, you know, it's more like. I get your premise, re- but all right, now let me play devil's advocate here. Sure. Tight, title Nine. True. Oh, no, I agree. But where's Title Nine coming from? NCAA, or is that a federal law? That's federal. Hmm. Now, but that's see, based on but the NCAA. Here's why I, you know. No, that's based on gender equality in sports. In in college sports, right? In any sport. What if it's separate? Anything from... that really, any 
anything that receives public money has to provide one for one. Yeah, but that's not the case of professional, is it? No, because they don't receive federal money. Yeah, so I'm saying that this this league I'm thinking about wouldn't receive federal money. Although it would come from the schools, they would pay for their – although the schools would get paid. The schools would get paid to use their – like Duke would get, I don't know, $2 million a year from this – Duke, whatever you know, whatever it's the franchise name is, to use their namesake rights jerseys and play in their arena. I don't know. I don't know how that would work. All the arenas, that's where it gets a little tricky because it's on college campuses. Yeah, and the stadiums. That's where it gets. Yeah, I don't know how you get around. But what I'm saying it breaks completely away from the NCAA altogether. But then again, I don't know how that would work. I'm sure they would find a way to stop that. But I would love if that could happen. See, the whole thing that comes down to Title IX is it says that um, no one can be excluded because of their gender from point from. Well, let me post back up. Yeah. No person in the United States shall, on the basis of sex, be excluded from participation in, be de- be denied the benefits of, or be subjected to discrimination under any education program or activity receiving federal financial assistance. Every college in this country receives federal financial assistance. So, and it, it basically came down to sports, where you can't tell, you know, a woman's team that they can't have a women's team, but the men can and receive funding. It turned into, like, I know, like, when I coached um, club hockey at Columbia, it was a big deal because the men's team had hired Alexei Kasatanov to be their head coach. And uh-huh. the girls had me, but they didn't realize the men's team was generating all this revenue from, you know, old-timey boosters and shit. It's actually scared a lot of places away from going. Like, for the longest time, it had kept Penn State from becoming um, Division One in hockey. Because if they provided the men's team with something, if they provided men with something, they would have to have a women's team. And before they built Pagula, they only had one rink in State mm-hmm. College. Yeah. You know, like BU, after they built, when they started the plans for Aganis Arena, that's when they started talking about going D1 women's hockey. Mm-hmm. And not club because they would now have the second rank, and the women have taken over Walter Brown, and the men have Gannis. Mm-hmm. But it's an but like but the thing is, it comes down to it's an interesting thought. Yeah, and one that's been floated out by people for years. The problem becomes is. Would you lose your Cinderella team if you only had the football? If they if they turned football into a true, you know, minor league for the NFL, well, who the hell's paying for it? Well, fans would buy tickets. But 
if all right, so if you took football and men's basketball away and made it its own entity, mm-hmm. because they're the two big money earners, and you put it, this is what the crux of Title Nine comes down to. And every time there's an argument for the men's team getting something or paying athletes, and this is where I say, this is when I said, where does it end? Are you going to pay the rowing team because no. you have to? And where's no, the no, 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 no. I yeah. Well, I'm just yeah. Well, you know the I, you know this is all predicated on whether the football and basketball programs kind of all quote unquote dissolve within the rules of the NCAA and then they all become their own kind of minor league teams. You know what I mean? But I don't know. But then the school. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, I, 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 no. Well, I guess not. See, that's why I've always said the NCAA was smart. Mm-hmm. And you look at your normal school, right? Like, let's take a Duke for instance. That's got a seventy-five thousand dollar a year tuition. A kid that goes to Duke for four years is getting a $300,000 job for four years or per year because no scholarship is for four years. It's it's for one. Yeah. I don't know what the so – Now, maybe if you said, in addition to your scholarship, you know, one of the, the things that was brought up was, what if this was a math student? Mm-hmm. Well, then you could give them a job on campus. Part of the other thing is, is these kids can't even get jobs on campus in the off season because if you filled all those jobs with them, a normal student wouldn't be able to get one. Yeah. You know, like, no, like man. when schools have baseball camps or whatever, the coach is getting paid. But those kids are doing that as internships because most of them are gym teachers. Yep, that's very true. So, like, that's where – that's the thing. I think they should get something – I don't think they should get paid like me and you get paid. Because once you start paying them, that puts them in the workman's comp. That opens mm-hmm. up a whole other big one. But if you said on your scholarship, you're going to get a stipend in addition to food, you're going to get a $2,000 stipend a month. Mm-hmm. But what are these kids going to spend that shit on? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, That's like, true. Like Arian Foster. Arian Foster was part of that, that, you know, documentary, and he was saying there were guys who sold drugs for money. I'd rather give these kids 2000 bucks a month than have them selling drugs. Yeah, but, you know, listen, I mean, there's no perfect system, right? I mean. There's no perfect I'm just, answer you know, to it. I mean, NCA just, I mean, let's be honest, it's such a sweet deal for them. I mean, it really, really is. I mean, it they is, can talk really want about free education, but come on. 
I, it, it you know. But here's the way I look at it. And, and you know what's funny? Who's the only people that ever get in that behind this? Liberals. Because anytime this ever comes up, who's the first people to bitch? The professor. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. So the the professors are the first ones to bitch that oh they're going to pay these kids. Well, that's going to take money away from my new science lab. That's seven million dollars. Hey, asshole. Yeah. This is the problem, like, and this is the conversation I have every time I'm like, we're, we're around Rutgers. And my mom's my mom's cousin went there, and he says, "Yo, you got to feel the building you're doing." I said, then get out there and support the football teams. <laughs> I said, go out there and spend $5 and buy a hot dog at a football game. And, and, and I say that because if it's not for the football team bringing in money, academia can't survive. Yeah, I agree. Because all these all these programs that are in these schools are being funded by men's basketball and football. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not talking like, and we're not talking like, Ruck, I mean, Rutgers being a Big Ten school, they're not Penn State who sells baseball season tickets. It's free to go to a Penn State baseball game. It's free to, or it's free to go to a Rutgers baseball game. It's free to go to a Seton Hall baseball game. It's free to go to a St. John's baseball game. Or it's like two bucks. Or whatever yep. it is. But there's reasons why. We're like Fox Sports 2 had the, the Shriners Classic on all weekend. And they're talking about all this at 6,000 baseball season ticket holders. And they have 15,000 seat stadiums. Mhm. But enough about that. Um, man, first hour um, flew by. Yeah, we. I know we got on a massive tangent there. Um, oh, <laughs> so speaking of a you know, little NFL note uh, for anybody listening out there, uh, tomorrow at one o'clock starts the two-day legal tampering period. In quotes, this mm-hmm. is where the teams can come to terms with unrestricted free agents for making it official. So kind of even though the privacy frenzy officially starts on the ninth of Thursday, you're going to hear some stuff coming out yeah. tomorrow. And if you hear you anything know. at 1 o'clock tomorrow, be sure there was illegal tampering done at the Combine this weekend. Well, let's be honest. I mean, it's really hard to track all that stuff. Let's just say that. Be sure if you hear anything at 1 o'clock tomorrow, it was done beforehand. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would expect, you know, if the Bills I'm don't looking do at anything you, Jack. by 101, 101 Eastern, <laughs> then I'm finished with this coaching staff and the new regime. I'm done. They they must make a signing <laughs> within a minute after the, the free agency friend deal. So otherwise, <laughs> that's it. 
<laughs> hey, they already cut my name. Yeah, I'm already getting a little irritated. But, uh, you know, I do think there's going to be some movement tomorrow. Um, I don't know if the elite for agents will sign early. No, um, I think those guys are going to want to be courted and taken out for free dinners over the weekend. I don't know, though. They should just make the legal team. a lot earlier. I mean, because yeah. i got to be but honest. You know what, let's be fair. Right, yeah. Those guys already know where they're going. Pretty much. That's what I was alluding to. Like, Stephon Gilmore, I mean, I, I reference him because, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of the Bills and all that. I got to imagine he kind of yeah. knows in his mind what he's going to do, what he's not going to do. And I can't imagine yeah. the Bills being part of this process. I'm sure that there are a few teams already that have made massive offers, and I'm sure there will be. Um, but guys like that may not make their decision right away. It's just that, you know, but I'd be, and, I would, and here's the I other thing. There's going to be several tomorrow. You know, and here's the other thing. If you know, like a Nick Folk, if you know you're a team that could bring in a kicker who's pretty damn reliable, I mean, he, you know, and, and you figure out what you want money-wise with him, you know, he's going to sign early. Or you may hear start hearing trades that are leading up to the draft. I, I think April first, you're going to hear a lot of trades talk. You know. By the way, I got an email from the NFL today about their procedures for ticketing with the draft this year. Mm-hmm. Where is the draft this year? Philly. And it's part of like, yeah, it's like part of it's on the steps at the art museum. You're taking over a big chunk of downtown Philly for it. I don't know. I like. I used to like going when it was at Radio City because it was enjoyable. Yeah. It wasn't really – I enjoyed it more at the Garden because they the Garden was very lax with people. They didn't care if you brought in a sandwich from Subway. You know, you could go yeah. and get McDonald's. You know, they had multiple food options. When they got to Radio City, let me tell you, what a shithole job that was. Yeah. I mean, I think too. I, remember I mean, yeah. the The coverage on NFL Network, which I refuse to watch ESPN, of the draft is so good. Yeah. Now, who really wants to be there? I mean, you know, what's the benefit? You know, to me, you know, there's I, just, I love. There the was a time. I mean, great. I went. I went every year from '03 to '08, mm-hmm. and. You and they used to do like the day two diehard program where as long as you were there in the first year, was as long as you were there before the sixth round was over, start the seventh round started and you yeah. stayed till the end, they would hand out a letter and you would get your tickets for the next year. So uh-huh. you had to be there that day, but that was to get your tickets for Saturday. Um, 
but like you started making friends. Like you, you made friends with the people that you were around. You were there with them for 20 hours over two days. You know, and it was, oh, you're from around here. Where's a good place to get a slice of pizza? Where's a good place to get something to eat? You know, it, it's mm-hmm. it's not about watching, you know, the draft. It's more, you used to, like, it was, I would see guys that I wouldn't see for an entire year. You know, and this is back before social media. So, you, you know, you had your little group, you had your friends, you had who you picked on every year. Like, there was a guy who was always there and always would get around the TV cameras. He was a Jets fan. And we just, like, dubbed the media whore. Because every time they were looking for somebody to interview, this guy was the guy they would interview. And then, you know, there was this guy that used to go wearing, wearing like, an old school, um, like, Bill's helmet. Like, the old, like, mm-hmm. Hutch ones. And he would go, and we'd make fun yeah. of him, you know, telling his kid, he'd tell him to give his kid back his helmet. You know, we just would always ask if there was a short bus. Oh. Um, so, like, shit <laughs> like that. But, like, that's what it turned into. Like, and in the year it was at um, the Javits Center was great because they took over the whole entire bottom floor of the Javits Center. They had a whole fan set set up. And then when they moved into Radio City, it sucked because it was like for 10 hours on Saturday, all you had to eat were hot dogs, soda, and pretzels. And the pre- and the, like, it was like you were so tired of eating all this shit. It was like, dude, I really just want a sandwich. It, was, it just sucked at, towards the end. I think one year we convinced Michael Irvin in the order us pizza. But it wasn't like, like if your team's picking high, like that place would empty out on day one once the Giants picked in the first round. Like once both teams picked, they made their first pick, that place would empty out. And then you'd have us morons who were there until 11 o'clock at night and were there at 10 o'clock the next morning. But we only did that for no other reason than to get ourselves in the following year. And then when they went to three days, they stopped that program. So it was like, all right, this is stupid. You know, and then going to Chicago mm-hmm. really whittled down that they really wanted to get the people that were going every year out. You know, and then they wanted to have sponsored things. Like one year I got into a Bud Light party. And let me tell you, if we drank 27 beers that night, we drank 50. Every time somebody would go up there, dude, we were so, like, I was, I moved to the back row of the mezzanine at Radio City because I was afraid of sitting in the front because I was afraid of falling over the top. It was awful. It was awful. But, yeah, that's, that's, that's what the draft is. If you've never, like, if you're a football fan and you have a chance to go, go. But I would never mm-hmm. sit there and say, like, it, it's like a bucket list thing, but I would never pay to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you have people who, right, like, yeah. you know, like the NFL starts pay, like charging people to go. And it was like, dude, this used to be free. Like, the NBA draft charges, like, the NBA is like $75 to get into the draft. Like, no thank you. 
I watched it on TV. <laughs> yeah. Like I told you, like the or, like it was cool because you had friends, like you became friendly with people. You know, yeah, but like I go like to, um, I I mean, I go to Los Angeles Bills backers place. I go there. There's we have a we have a party for the draft, and there's probably you know I mean when I know we took Watkins, there must have been about seventy five people there. It was great, and yeah. you know it. it that's that's the fun of it. I mean, I, I remember the roar just when oh yeah the Bills trade up and they're gonna get we're like who are they gonna get? They got Watkins. I just remember the roar. It was awesome. Like that to yeah. me, I'll take that over. You know, I don't know. That's just I keep it simple. I don't complicate it too much. Yeah. Like I remember the year when the Jets traded and got Nugent. And we were all like, you blew it. And just ripped Jeff fans to shreds. Like, you didn't have a first-round pick, and then you traded, you drafted a kicker. Like, was there anything more Jets than that? So, like, that, but that's the stuff that you would do. But other than that, it's boring a lot. Like, it's, it's not like, like, the year in the Javits Center, that was the first year you ever had gone what a fucking waste of time that would have been for you. Like, because if mm-hmm. you had gone that year and then sat through day two and like, oh, this is really great, and then they put it in Radio City the next year, and you're like, what the fuck did I sit there for 10 hours for on Sunday last year? Yeah. Like, the first year, I think one of the Phillies threw a no-hitter during, like, on the Sunday. And ESPN, like, put up on their – because they – on that day, they put everybody, like, right by ESPN because they were the only mm-hmm. game in town. So, yeah. like, they did everybody a solid and put on their monitors. They put the baseball game on. They're like, you know, like, here. But it's cool. Like, it's cool. Like, some of those guys are interactable. Eisen's not. Eisen's, like, such a stick in the fucking mud. Like, but, like, Mike Golick used to be great. He used to fucking go out and get, like, he would he would order, like, donuts in and start giving those out. Like, he was cool. But some of the rest of those guys are fucking such, like, Kuiper. The dude doesn't move mm-hmm. for two days. Like, for then, it was two days. He doesn't move for three days. It's like he's got a catheter or something. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's the whole thing with the draft. Yeah, you know, and, and the draft is I mean like fans would think like I have to go, like you're not really it's not like people would ask me all the time, like, why why do you go? And I'm like, 'Cause it used to be cool. You know, and it, it just turned into a shit show. Moving on. <laughs> Conference tournaments this week. Oh, boy. I haven't even thought about this, to be honest with you. (laughs) I mean, it's just so... I don't know. There's so much going on. Yeah. That's that's the funny part. Well, let's see. Wednesday starts the Big East tournament. St. John's and Georgetown, the first round game on th- on Wednesday. Isn't that something? Yeah, I know. 
crazy, isn't it? I mean, we got waxed by them before. But, you know, I, I think, you know, St. John's is a true wild card in this tournament. Um, they're capable of surprising some teams. They're very talented. They're very raw. They can score in bunches, right? You know, their defense is very suspect, as we know. But if they if they really focus and put it all together, you know, I'm not saying they're going to win the tournament, but you know what I mean? Like, I can mm-hmm. see some, like, ooh, wow, they're in the semis. How'd that happen? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but I don't see them winning yeah. it, though. I mean, they're just not. They're not going to run through that car. It, it, it'd be a miracle and a half if that. It'd be like eighth wonder of the world. And don't forget so Seton Hall sneaked into a four seed because they yeah. beat Butler on Sunday, which was on Saturday. That was, which big. was a great win for them. Which is like, I use I, I remember hearing Kevin um, Kevin Willard say that place is like my kryptonite. I just can't win there. And it's like, and it's funny because it's like, holy crap, you know. And then they go and they, they go in there and win that. And just to watch a game in Hinkle is so cool because it's like, you know, the Hoosiers, you know, it, it just brings to mind the Hoosiers to see them win. And seeing Hall draws Providence. That's such a – it's so weird because it's like Villanova is so much better than everybody in that conference this year that they actually hurt the con- – like they hurt themselves. Marquette's a team who can make a run. You know, Creighton's Creighton. But, like, you realize, so you have Xavier DePaul, which is going to be a game. But DePaul brings down that conference so much, it's not even funny. I mean, you're you're going to have seven teams from the Big East make that tournament. Unless... The Johnnies make a run. Mm-hmm. And if that does, that takes Xavier out of this tournament. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, so you have It'll that. It'll be interesting. Xavier and DePaul. Yeah, you have DePaul. Xavier and DePaul, St. John, St. John's, Georgetown. <laughs> Lucky you, you get to, you play the late game on, what is it, is it, are they the late game? I don't know. I haven't seen the. Uh... Let's see. No, they're the seven o'clock game, right? Oh, here you go. Thank you, thank you, Viggies, for finally getting the thing right. See, so if Georgetown St. John's at seven Wednesday night, the Paul Xavier at nine thirty. So if you win that game, so whoever wins that game gets to come back at noon and play Villanova. Oh. <laughs> well, listen, you know, you got to make it you, you, the top seed should get major advantages. I mean, I'm okay with that. Yeah. It doesn't bother me at all. See, here's the funny thing. Big East standings has seen Hall fourth, but they're the five seed against number four Marquette, who they beat twice. At least once. So that's that. That's the 2.30 game. The night session. 
is the Xavier DePaul winner against Butler. If Xavier could knock off Butler. And then Creighton Providence is the 3-6 game at 9-30. So then, Seton Hall Marquette has been two great games this year. I know they split, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. They've been two they great did. games this year. That's the 6-30 game Friday night um, against Villanova or, you know, one of the, one of those. So Villanova, Seton Hall – we're going over Marquette. Could do a lot of damage on this. That top of the bracket does not favor Villanova at all. Really? I don't think it does. Because I've seen Hall can't beat them, but Marquette can. That's the only thing. I don't think Seton Hall has it in them because they don't have a point guard. Hmm. You don't think so? I don't think they can. I mean, they played a... Seton Hall, supposedly, according to the tournament... um, See, one thing says they're fourth, and then when you look at the bracket, they're the five. doesn't matter. They're playing, whether they're four or five, they're playing in the same game. One means you're wearing your blues, the other one means you're wearing your whites. So it really doesn't matter. You know, you're wearing your darks or your colors. It doesn't matter four or five. The only way it would matter is if, you know, you get to Saturday and you know, you're not playing the three of you know, the two or the three seed. But that tournament's in New York. Does it get overshadowed by the ACC being in Brooklyn? Maybe. And to make that Duke loss thing even more, now you have to play Wednesday. You don't even get the double bye. You only get the single box. Do you think these tournaments are too big? Like, does DePaul belong there? No. Would no, St. They John's don't. a nine seed before I say this? Uh, maybe they don't St. deserve John's, to be there. St. John's, in, St. John's does, in my opinion, because they've played really well yeah. in the stretch. Look. Yeah, I guess. A couple games where they played like absolute donkey dick and blew, like the Marquette game they blew. Uh huh. The um, St. John, the second St. John's game, they fucking stunk out the gym. Yeah. You you went by losing those two games. You put yourselves on the same side of the bracket as Villanova. Where if you're a Seton Hall and you did come in third. Right? All you needed was one more win. To, I think it was one more win to come in third. Right? If you had just come in third, yeah, if you win one more game, if you had beaten St. John's the second time, if you had just won that, you're in that three seed, and you could play Butler mm-hmm. against the guard, who you could beat. But no, you're now the five playing Providence, 
and or playing Marquette, and I don't understand how that whole tiebreaker works though. And I don't really care to I look don't. it up either. I don't care to look it up. I mean, that's the whole thing that comes down to. Uh huh. To be perfectly honest, which I really don't care. They didn't. They don't. I, in my opinion, they don't belong where they are anyway. So. Well, I agree. That just shows. How I would agree with you. I think the ACC was the biggest was terrible this year outside of outside of one team. Yeah, it's not um, very good. Yeah. Uh, now they're talking about relocating the ACC tournament out of North Carolina until they get the bathrooms done. Fight me. Um, let's see. Here we go. Here, ready for the ACC tournament? Uh-huh. Duke actually helped themselves out by being a five seed because – I think they could take on Carolina and win. I think they could take on Louisville and win. But the only problem is it's they're playing three games. They don't. They start Wednesday at two. So thank God that Seton Hall plays Thursday. So at least they have two games to watch. Um, but they play the winner of Clemson and NC State, Florida State. You know that the ACC is up for grabs. I don't think Carolina is as good as everybody makes them out to be. Virginia is uh-huh. without a doubt. Virginia makes the four corner offense look terrible because it's horrible to watch them play. Yeah, they're kind of tough to watch. They, they play stingy defense. I mean, they held Carolina to forty three points. Two forty three points in the first half against Duke the other night. Um, but Duke didn't help themselves. And they could have, if they could have hit a free throw down the stretch. Um, is Grayson Allen out of Duke this year? Yeah. Or should he just so. leave? Because that kid what? is polarizing. Oh, he is. That kid is polarizing. Can he go pro? Can he go pro? I think he can. I don't think he's that. Yeah, but he's not going to get. He's not going to get picked super high though. I think he's like a late one, early two kind of kid. Probably. I think the problem with him is I think it's his baggage. Yeah, I agree. He's definitely a baggage kind. I don't of know guy. if he's. Yeah, you're going to have to get the right organization and the right. You know, but I'm not even sure if he's that good for the pros. I mean, that's the other thing, but yeah. But that remains to be seen. Um, you know the the other thing that I look at, like Carolina's not Carolina's starting to do. And here's the other thing that teams have to start to learn. Look at Carolina; they had seniors. The schools that have seniors are going to do be- are doing better in this tournament than the teams with all freshmen. Yeah, I mean the freshman thing is not a you know it's very tough to pull that off. Yeah, 
unless you have the elite of the elite. But even when teams have had the elite, I mean, Duke had Austin Rivers, they had Kyrie Irving, and never did anything. NFL Network, Romo to the Redskins. Oh, come on. <laughs> Although, did we talk about that last week? Stranger things have happened, right? Yeah, but Jerry Jones is really trying to shoot that shit down. He's not even – he's going to make it like when Favre went to the Jets. Remember they put that language in that trade? Like, you'd have to give us even more if you, in turn, trade him somewhere in division. So that's why he had yeah, to get out of that deal to go. Yeah, 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 yeah. By the way, little program though. Uh, Joe Thornton, one thousandth assist tonight. Let me ask you this, because That's I like Joe. I do too. Has it always been with him where he's never gotten the respect he's deserved? Agree completely. Like, he didn't get in Boston because those weren't good Boston teams. You know, and then he went to San Jose, and he really didn't get it there because they were never really great teams. But it's like, now that he's playing on the West Coast, you forget about him. Like, if he did this in Boston and maybe won the cup with them a couple years ago, maybe it's a different story. With him and his career, my opinion. Like, I just think, like, he's going to go down as, like, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. But you're going to look back at his career and go, God, he was really good. We just didn't realize it because he played a half of his career in San Jose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he really – I mean, he's considered um, a shark at this point. I mean, he's been there so long. Oh, yeah. Oh, because his Boston career wasn't nothing to write home about. Right? Like, his Boston career wasn't great. It was decent. I wouldn't call it great. Um, it's just the same thing with Marlowe that we were talking about a couple yeah. weeks ago. Yep. He gets the 500 goals and you didn't even know it. And to me, don't you have a network so that this stuff doesn't go like to the wayside? Nobody even knew it. It was the most quiet run to 500 goals I've ever seen. I agree. Well, San Jose is not, you know, it's not San Francisco. It's not definitely not L.A. It's kind of, yeah. you know, they have a great fan base. And they do, but it's just not, you know, that area yeah. is just, it's all right in the smack in the middle of Silicon Valley. So it's, yeah. uh, you know, it's kind of really what it is. But. Yeah. Yeah, so that that, but that's part of it. If Joe Thornton played in New York, forget it. Oh, yeah. 
Remember, the Rangers did try to trade for him. Form. Don't forget that part of it. The Rangers oh, did try to make that move. Hmm. But that was at the time when the Rangers couldn't get out of their own way. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. Can't wait till tomorrow. Gilmore to wherever. <laughs> um, you know, I, I today I was I was I was bored and I was tired of watching you know Fox News and whatever. I started watching that Friday Night Tights. I know I'm behind them. Right. Have you seen this show? What's that? Friday Night Tikes. No, I have not. How is it? I started watching the beginning of it, and it's like, I guess it's like in its fourth season now. It's about like eight eight and nine-year-old football in Texas. Wow. Criminally insane are these people. Really? Yeah, oh yeah. Coaches telling kids to hit the other one in the helmet in the temple. Unreal crap. That's crazy. Question. This is what is this why the NFL has so many headshots because these kids aren't being taught the proper way to tackle? And how many of these are people who are like and this is what's training your football players. And this is what like and then you hear like one coach is saying we don't want kids to grow up like sissies and whatnot and, and and stuff like that and we want them to be tough and this is the problem with the country. I get it. There's too many snowflakes. But at eight years old, should you be making kids? Like, they're treating these kids like they're NFL players. Like big yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> they're not letting kids just grow up and be themselves, you know? And you know what? I In turn, blame the parent. Like, they have one parent on the show. Who is like trash talking eight year olds and trash talking their parents? And it's going, your kid's not making the NFL. And the worst part is, it's an hour long show, it's an hour. Hour. Oh, jeez. I got you like three or four episodes of it today, and I'm like, and it turned into the train wreck that you can't turn away, and that's why it's probably been on for so long. And then I like started googling it, and all I realized mm-hmm. was, this is a show the lefties hate, so I'm going to watch it. 
Because like, oh, if you look up, look up Google Friday Night Tights, and just look at the articles that come up about this. This is what's wrong with American sports. This is what's wrong with everybody. And it's like, wait, wait, let me, let me, let me I'll do this for you, bro. My wife's laughing because she's like, I can't believe you're bringing hey, I'm looking at it now. Uh, right? what, are the fir- what are the first couple of things? Like, and I wasn't even paying attention. I saw Friday night, and I, I was going to start watching Friday Night Hikes or Friday Night Lights. So I blew it, and I'm like, oh, this sucks. Here you go, 17 minutes ago. I put Friday Night Hikes up right up there with adolescent beauty pageants in terms of potential damage it can do to kids. Please stop. <laughs> Here you go. Let's hurry this up. Hashtag raw. Got to watch Friday Night Hikes. I feel like Friday Night Hikes is just the dance version of Dance Moms. This is the football version of Dance Moms. Wow. Friday Night That's Hikes is crazy. the most depressing show. And these are just tweets. That's crazy. And then, and then you got like you had like you know coach, coaches cussing at kids. I'm like, wow, this is nuts. But I think in a certain way, this is how I was. This is how we were trained. Like, I don't remember anybody cursing at you, but they were trying mm-hmm. to push you. I think the reason, like. I'm having this is because I think we've become so PC cultured that it's yeah. brainwashing everybody. I would agree. Like to me, I don't, I, I actually think it's good that kids are getting pushed. Now, do I think it's wrong that they're saying, you know, hit the kid upside the head? Yes. Don't get yeah. it twisted. That's not what I'm saying. The part of it that I like is, is you're showing, and there's one of the teams, and this is like the first season I'm, I'm watching, so now, like, you know, you can look back, you know, and it's like, oh, whatever. But I'm like, I'm looking at the first season, and it's like, with what we know about concussions, there should never be no ta- no use. Ta- I don't think below the age of 12 you should ever be playing tackle football. Um, Yeah, I would say so. Right, like in my unless opinion, unless you're I don't playing think you at the play park. Ta- yeah, unless you're playing at the park with your buddies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I don't think you should be playing tackle football at twelve. That's just me, or until you're twelve. But the thing is, but then it comes to the other thing. We were both big kids growing up, so we uh-huh. couldn't play tackle football after eleven because we never. I could never make weight. If you did, wanted me to make weight, it wasn't easy. <laughs> like there was no way. I was just because I played hockey most of the year, and I lifted. I don't think I was ever. I don't even think I ever. I would have ever came close to making weight. 
But see, that's yeah, the I, thing. Uh huh. Like you have kids who can't make the weight, so they can't play the foot. Like, and this is where my problem with this whole thing comes to. You have kids who can't make weight, so you're starting off body shaming them as it is, right? So what's the little fat kid supposed to do? What's he supposed to do, play soccer just to run around to get the weight off so he can play football? Oh, guess what? Same season. Hmm. By the way, how so about that's this? what it comes down to. What's that? Yeah. No, something that caught my attention is uh, Andrew Bogut, two minutes into his Cavs career. Some people say they could hear his bone break in his leg on the court. Oh, no. Isn't that crazy? Two minutes gets fake. Yeah, it looks like he's on. You can watch that. <laughs> My wife's mad at me. Why? But I get the cast off tomorrow. I, uh, yeah. I know. That's right. We forgot. We should have been celebrating this. Let's just say bringing this my my bathroom is very narrow. Uh huh. So let's just say bringing like the scooter into the bathroom with the mm-hmm. shower chair that I have doesn't leave much room. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just leave it at that. I understand. <laughs> you don't need to explain anymore, George. <laughs> let's just leave it at that. That's why she's yelling at me. <laughs> um, hey, here's another quick one. Bill Goldberg of uh, Atlanta Falcons fame and WCW 90s fame won the World Heavyweight Championship on, Roller, on the pay-per-view last night. Good for wrestling. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> That dude is jacked. Fifty years old, and he puts us to shame. I know. It makes me feel like, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem with the, like. And then it, you know, as, as I said to somebody today, so WrestleMania will be um, him versus Brock Lesnar, a battle of one guy you know did steroids, the other one may have done steroids. You pick which one's which. <laughs> so, let me ask you this. When you have a very good first line, but the team you're playing doesn't play again for a few days. Yeah. Let me ask this. I get that at times you don't want to play your number one goaltender. But when you play four straight games or teams play their backup goaltender against you, doesn't that a time when your head coach should get fired? Yes. Because that happened to the devil last week. 
And they can't. And the worst part is, is you would think that's like giveaway points. They can't even beat the backups. That's crazy. They played the Rangers, and the Rangers played. Um, granted, the Rangers had a game the next night, so but they played Ranta. They didn't play Hank. They played Montreal. Montreal played Montoya. Okay. They play Boston. Boston plays Hudobin. Anton Hudobin, who can't get out of his own way, loses to the Bruins or beats the Devils. Why? Because the Devils can't score goals. Why? Because they can't play defense in front of their goaltender. Why? Because their goaltender doesn't help them. It's time for this week's George Rails against Corey Schneider. By the way, Keith Kincaid played none of those games. The Devils are closer to the bottom of the conference than they are to the playoffs. Why did they start Corey? You know, I started Corey Snyder this week in my playoff matchup in that NASA league. You jerk. Well, because Robin you Leonard have nobody has – the Sabres have Columbus twice. But no, Robin Leonard yeah. has the Sabres – the Sabres have Columbus twice. Pitt, I thought it was hey, so the Devils. and Philadelphia. Well, the Devils have Arizona and Colorado this week. So I'm hoping that maybe oh, no, Cody you. Snyder could summon a little magic from the past and get me a shutout. Yeah. They're going to lose to Carol. They're going to lose to Colorado or Arizona. They're going to lose to one of those two teams. The Devils are seven games winless. Seven straight games. In a season where teams are winning seven, where the Calgary Flames are winning seven, eight, nine games in a row, the Devils are seven games winless. It's so bad. Well, let's not forget this. And I'm not going to kill Andy Green for this. Before the game in Boston, Andy Green went home because of personal reasons. I'm not going to kill him for it. Yeah. But when your captain's leaving the team, you can't say, honey, take care of it until tomorrow when I get home. I'm sorry. Yeah. This is why you're in the point you're in. I agree. I was reading an article from one of the devil blogger fanboy sites, I think fan cited, and they were saying how devil fans are showing their displeasure with Taylor Hall and how it's wrong for devil fans to start getting on Taylor Hall. Who should they get it on? I believe Corey Schneider. That's just me. Mm-hmm. Or Andy I'll make Green. you feel better, George. Yeah. Good night, Cody. I'll make you feel better. All right? Mm-hmm. Two and three goal leads. About midway through the second period and later. The Sabres have blown yeah. four of those games. In the last 10 days. They had a three-goal lead hmm. and blew it last night. 
two goal leads, three of them blew it. Another three goal lead, no, another two three goal leads blew them. Two goal leads blew them. They only got one point out of the whole thing. So they didn't even get to overtime. Oh, yeah, in Tampa, they were up one nothing. They tied, they, they blew that, and then lost a note in a shootout. Robin Leonard, Wait, or you mean? last eight, Robin Leonard. Yeah, so their Sabres up 3 nothing yeah. after one yesterday. They had 21 shots on goal in the first. Jack Eichel had 10 yeah. shots on goal. Evander Kane had 11 shots in the same game. Like a, a, a official shots on goal? Yeah. They were pouring it on, and they lost. In Dude, the regulation, mind you. No guy in the Devils but, can get oh, – I don't want to hear about it because no guy in the Devils can take 10 shots in six games. Remember last week how I started the show saying Taylor Hall didn't even take a shot against, you know, Washington? That's all they talked about. He was off that night. Really? He was off that night? You've got sh- I can't tell you how many times the Devils have been shut out this year. No, I mean, I get you. But, you know, oh, by the way, last eight shot attempts on Robin Leonard in a shootout. How many saves? I'm going to guess because I know this is you, zero. Yep. He hasn't stopped a single shot. That's disgusting. They're one in six in shootouts. They've blown, I believe it's six or seven two-goal leads in the third period. Wait, uh, do you insane. remember this? Like, this no. is, hold on. Wait this is second. why the Sabres are missing the playoffs. They're, they're not missing the playoffs because – Jack Eichel isn't doing what he's supposed to do. Believe it or not, Sabre fans are starting – some of them are starting to turn on Jack Eichel. Can you believe that? Already? I'm like, no. are, you, are you watching the games? Are you I, watching I, how many penalties he draws? <laughs> yeah. Well, I saw the thing yesterday um, on um, NHL Live or Nightwork, whatever the fuck the show is at the end of the night. And they were yeah, talking about – The goal The goal show. The guy called the goal show. That's all they care about. Yeah, the goal show. Because that's all. That in the fact. No, that and they show. Like. The last fourteen seconds of a game. Like. Um, yeah. By the way, I don't get that part of it either. There was a good fight in NHL tonight. Wow. Yes, it actually happened, and I well, I recommend. Was you it watch Dark it. Not at all. No, not an all-time great fight, but probably the fight of the year. Tanner Glass for the Rangers got down and dirty. I did see that. One. It was pretty good. It, it was. It was actually. I enjoyed it. I was like, "All right, I like that." <laughs> I, I don't know. Good. McQuaid had a good fight. But see, here's the problem, though. Dave, Dave made it so bad for these guys that want to throw. They don't even give him the chance anymore. And that's how, you know, like we used to talk like back in the early incarnations of this show and how you're killing this league because they're taking, they want to take away fighting and nobody has respect for anybody anymore. Like guys fight. Uh-huh. Let's see how much respect there is in this league. Oh, yeah. But, but at least we've gotten the, the ridiculous headshots out of the way. There are no more redonkulous headshots. Does it have anything to do with the fact that, you know, somebody's not in the league anymore? <laughs> Does yeah. it? 
Maybe. Does him not being in the league anymore have anything to do with that? Oh, this is terrible. I'm sorry I'm jumping all over the place. An absolute disaster for the Knicks tonight. They won against Orlando tonight. That is an absolute disaster. They needed <laughs> to lose that game tonight. I, I'm being honest with you. I, it, it, it cracks me up how people like Derek, oh, they need to win yet. No, they don't. They need to lose as much as possible. They have 26 wins now. Philly has 23. Orlando has they, – they lost to Orlando. Orlando would have 24 wins. They would have 25. They were right there. I mean, there were three of the teams with 25 wins. Now they have 26. That's a bad loss. A bad win. Is that crazy that we think that way? Yeah. I don't know if, if your USA is different than mine, but Friday Night Tykes is on right now on USA. Unless you have oh, Raw. Really? I probably I do have Raw on right now. Oh, probably it's on it. after Raw because we we kind of work with the Eastern schedule, um, oh. except you know like things like the the Academy Awards are live are on here live, so you do have to watch them here at five o'clock. Oh. so you don't. Which you know it's good and bad, you know. But the red carpet stuff, if you're into that, it's like three o'clock. So if you're not at home, yeah. you know, if you're out, it, it sneaks – everything here sneaks up on you like that, you know? Yeah. Like, wow, especially sports. I mean, my good, it goes fast. When you wake up in the morning at breakfast, a decent amount of cases, yeah, there's stuff going on already. Yeah. College, you know, NFL yeah. especially. There you go. We get the ball yeah. back. You punch it down their goddamn throat. This is the shit that's on the show. I guess maybe I'll put that in the DVR rotation. How does that? Oh yeah, you you only have to do it once though, because you'll never watch it again. Eh, you don't know about that. <laughs> Although you're probably right. <laughs> you know me too well. You, huh? Yeah, we're all. Yep, there it is. Friday night tights. All right, I'll I'll add it to my rotation. I'll give it a shot. I'll watch it tonight. <laughs> Or tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Joe just called me up and go, what were you making me watch? <laughs> <laughs> but this is the problem with, like, all these shows. And, and that's the thing. It's like, I've always thought that they really do overdo, like, Williamsport. Yeah. I think the Little League World Series is so overblown, it's not even funny. By the way, congratulations to Israel today. Israel? The Israel baseball team in the World Baseball Classic knocked off South Korea last night and are up 6 nothing on Chinese Taipei right now. I actually just put on the world. I put it on as you speak. I'm what? I'm putting this on. We got a fifth inning. We got Congrats. the live baseball. All right. See, I hate this whole world baseball classic, but watching Israel play is cool. It's amazing. Because, like, it's like all these kids, like, 
they were saying how like they have all these major leaguers that wouldn't play for Israel, like Jock Peterson wouldn't play for him, and Ryan Braun wouldn't play for him, and somebody else wouldn't. So they got like all these minor yeah. leaguers that are like playing for it. I'm telling you, if I'm one of these minor league teams that I'm getting a guy playing in this, this can only help out your stock. That's amazing. Those jerseys are kind of cool, those Israel jerseys, too. I like them. I like the darkness of the gray, though. I do. I like it. I like how Israel, I like how it's spread out on the, you know? That, that's yeah. a cool ensemble. I like it. I'll convert. If I, was Jew- if, I, if I was Jewish, I would definitely buy the Israel hat, because I like the way they did the Star of David on there. <laughs> you know who is? <laughs> who? Obama? Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> My buddy of mine lives in Florida. He goes fishing um, the other day down, uh, down off like Cape Canaveral. They go out, whatever. He catches, he says, three beautiful Ooh, red snappers. Can I? What's uh, I can make, I'm, I'm looking at the Chinese Taipei uh, cheerleader here. Yes, yeah. please. Thank you, and you're welcome. <laughs> Ooh, um, go Taipei! All of a sudden, I've changed my allegiance. Uh, I did, but he goes fishing. Uh, that she, oh, she, I gotta rewind that. Is Kim Ming Wong pitching for this team? Um, oh man, I, what is Chinese Taipei? Is that Taiwan? Right yes. Ooh. You know that's my weakness, George. So anyway. Um, <laughs> Who's their manager? Who is that guy? The Japanese guy? Oh, oh, and he keeps the throw. <laughs> oh, he threw him out. Oh, he threw him. He punched him out. Oh, I thought he was safe. He punched him out. All right. I'm glad that guy. Sam Fold, the legend of Sam Fold. Too soon? <laughs> no. They'd be dropping bombs in a whole other story. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I do like the fact that we both said Obama at the same time. Uh, yeah, well, you know, listen, I, I had a feeling I knew which way you were going. And like I said, yeah. if anybody's listening and they're sensitive, I supported Obama, meaning as president when he was president. Hope he did a good job. Don't get too get you. Yeah, guess get what? Your panties in a bunch. Guess what? He didn't what? do a good job, so now I can't stand him. No, 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 no. Um, no I know, but you get my premise. You know, I don't. Yeah, I do too. I support. I'm just giving you mine. No matter who it is, I don't. I may not like him, but I always said the only Bush I wanted in the White House was Hillary. I mean, George W. Oh, <laughs> I'm telling you, I honestly think if Trump didn't get to where he did, and it was Jeb Bush versus Hillary Clinton. I think I would have moved this. I would have climbed the wall to Mexico. <laughs> there was a lot of big stuff in, you know, the whole Trump cares out and the, the yeah, you know, the. Trump it looks like you know the one thing. The one thing I'm going to say about President Trump is that, and this was one of the allures of his presence. There are a couple of things that, that intrigued me, okay? I don't like everything about Trump, okay? One thing was mm. the ability to build things, right? We talked about that, you know, maybe building up infrastructure, getting a lot of jobs back for Americans. That's intriguing. 
helping the economy. Yeah. The other thing is he talked about negotiation a lot, right? And mm-hmm. it looks like the new bill that came out on the, on the travel ban, it looks like some changes have been made. So that might illustrate, yeah. and I hope so, and this is, this is what I would like, is that you could still be, you know, solid in you know, what you feel, but you can make some concessions reasonably and yeah. negotiate things based on feedback. And, you know, listen, may, maybe there were some things in the language. Of the, I don't know. I'm just – I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm playing down the middle, right? So yeah. you know, I, I hope that illustrates going forward – that in other mm-hmm. situations that that can happen. That and that's really it. So, but we, you, you know, know, my problem here's is the other thing I really it's all negative, 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 and they don't look at things rationally. Just say, hey, it's not all that bad. Here's, anyway, here's the other thing that I like about what he does and the way he talks. I work for you know where I work, and I can tell you right now, when anybody sees governmental contracts coming up, whether it's to get somebody who's been hurt, like me with the crutches and the knee scooters and, and like the, the shower chairs and stuff, you're not getting the cheapest ones they have. And I don't know what they're charging these places for it, but like I got the Cadillac of shower seats. I got the Cadillac of knee scooters. I got these, I got like, I didn't even get normal crutches. I got like these really fancy ones. And it's like, they don't just like, if like they go out and order nails, they're not selling them nails at a a penny a piece. They're selling them for 10 Mm -hmm. cents a piece. So they're just making their money off of them because they know they can. Like when mm-hmm. I when I used to work at the high school when I you know when I was an assistant athletic director and I was in charge of going out and getting bids for stuff. Catholic schools paid less for a dozen baseballs than a public school did. Mm. If I if I went in myself, not not with the school's money to go buy a dozen baseballs, let's yep. say they were fifty bucks. I went mm-hmm. in there to get them for the school. There was sixty-five. Why is there a discrepancy there? Because you know they're going to pay it. Mm. <laughs> you know, and, and yeah. you know, and then when you started getting people involved, then they actually started like you know, you would go for a place for a bid, and they would you know. Whatever. Oh. But like you know, like like I would go into like one sports store. Then like you would go into okay. another store and they would give you their bid. Then you would go mm-hmm. into this next place and they would give them your bid. And the next thing you know is you'd hand that into the business administrator and they'd say, Well, we're gonna order the baseballs from here because they're thirty five dollars a dozen and we're gonna order the pants from here because they're this much a dozen. So now you're gonna send me all around the freaking world to pick shit up? Yeah. No. <laughs> You're gonna get it from that one place. Bite me. Yep. That's right. Oh, we're gonna order our uniforms from this place, but we're gonna order all our equipment from this place. No. That's crazy. 
Israel's, Israel's juggernaut has slowed down to a crease. Sam Fold just flied out the left. I know. Oh, I look at the, man, the legend of Sam Fold. Are you watching that stuff? What is she, what is she eating? I don't even want to know, know what they're that. eating. That's the problem. I'm not even interested yes, in that. Ma'am. I saw the team. Thank you. And yeah, thank Good you. Night. Yes, and you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go to the Is it just night. me or? That's the bottom line. What's that? Uh, all the have? Asian pitchers, all the Asian pitchers pitch the same. Um, they kind of do. Well, they you know, there's probably some similar coaching, similar styles. Yeah, he kind of looks I think like they've, this guy reminds I, me of, uh, what does he remind Tanaka. me of? He looks like, yeah, he looks like Tanaka. Yeah, he does. Like motion-wise, he looks like Tanaka. Yeah. And Chin Ming Wong. Yeah, it must be. It must just be how they're taught. See, I, I, I remember. Oh man! Wow. Remember who was that? I remember. Other, oh, Keigawa. That was another one that I like. Keigawa. Oh my Ke-Gawa. god. <laughs> Keigawa. Oh. Yeah, he was awful. He was their answer to the Red Sox getting dice K. Oh, he never made it above Triple A. Yeah, yeah. I remember I remember remember the sound bite we used to have I don't know if you remember this, but the old show we used to have a sound bite of Jerome from Manhattan. And one of the things that Steve Summers brought up in his counter argument, you just made some moves, you got K E Gawa. I was like, Oh man, you just said K E Gawa Every time I hear that I laugh so hard. <laughs> I have to find that one. Well, I tell you though, this is not I'm telling you, if you were watching this to find yourself your new pink hat, this is not the game to do it. But but, but by the way, this is, great this to is see true MC, baseball. Then. This is MC Cy on the, on the mound. He's going to be spinning rhymes yeah. on the ones and twos after the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is true baseball here. I love it. I like this. See, I like these games. I don't like when the Americans and the Dominicans get involved. Is that wrong of me? Whew. Way to block that one, Kevin. What's that? <laughs> no, like, I, it's just with, like, all these... Chi- uh, no, I got a Jimmy Wong story for you. He, uh... Oh, boy. Where the hell is he? He was pitching in Staten Island one night. And there was okay. a gust of wind that almost knocked him into the third base dugout. <laughs> really? Oh, man, it, the wind was gusting one night, and he couldn't even stand on the mound. He was like, fuck this. <laughs> oh, fuck a dance. <laughs> oh, no, fuck funny. you. God damn it. <laughs> when your fucking entire lineup looks like a fucking eye chart, it's time for me to not watch yep. it. Yep. <laughs> what, um... Here's the funny thing. Great part of overtime is we get to fuck around there, because nobody ever listens to shit anyway. It was funny. Somebody goes, I subscribe to you guys on iTunes. I'm like, why? We just do this because it's fun just to talk and we we get to record it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I was watching something, and they were talking about – fuck. I wish Alicia was in here because I could probably ask her. Oh, it was this whole thing with Snyder. And we were watching the Devil game the other night. 
And I'm like, when did Deb Placey turn into Kim Jones? Because now, like, they've made it to the point where Kim Jones, like, um, Deb Placey can't ask a question to these guys. That, like, and there's no, and I like Kenny Danico. But these guys, mm-hmm. are, it's it's why I, I love the Felger line. Mike Felger up in Boston. Don't ever trust the team reporters because they they no. play by a different set of rules than everybody else. Oh, I agree. But I agree with you one hundred percent on that. At least Rosen and Howie Rose and Jay and good old JD and Doc and Chico, they weren't shills for the organization. You can't hear any like none of these guys will say a bad word about the Devils. And see, this is the problem the Devils have. It's the same thing that I go back to the whole spin chicklets thing with um, Taylor Hall. Nobody cares. They should be calling for John Hines's head. You know who the perfect guy to run the Devils is right now, head coach wise? Tom oh. Rennie. Tom Wouldn't be bad. Tom Rennie would be the perfect guy for the Devils right now because he's not he's like Buck Showalter. He's not going to get you there. But he's going to get you there. You get yeah. what I mean? Oh, it's in South Korea? I really need to get to South yeah. Korea. I'm just going to say Yeah, I Well, the food looks Once cool. Once again, there's many uh I found about four reasons why I want to go there. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing, though. You also have North Korea yeah. right above you. That's all right. If I, could, if I could hang with a few of those that I saw tonight, yeah, I'll take my chances. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure your wife will love it. I'm just, um, yeah, I'm sure of it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm That's why I don't say anything. Um, yeah, I know. I know. But after dark but am special, I wrong South Korea style. Yeah, we should do that. I'm sure we can figure that out too. Um, oh yeah. But am I wrong though? Like, this is when, like, this team right now. If Lou was, like, if Lou was there, and Lou had his more uh, his bearings around them, because I don't think Lou has them anymore. But this is the team that this is. He, Hines would have never been the coach here, first of all. But second of all. He would have been – they would have thrown him to the curb so fast it wouldn't even been funny. Do they got horns and shit? Yep. This is awesome. They got a whole brand section. Yep. This is awesome. But am I wrong about that, though? Yeah. Imagine what it's going to be. Asians really like, like baseball, Japan, though. I mean, there's not a lot of fans at this thing, but – you know, but that's because it's Chinese type. Because it's Taiwan and Israel. I'm sure when South Korea played yesterday, it was nuts. Like when South Korea lost yeah. to Israel yesterday, I bet you that place was jumping. What's the whole thing true. with Chinese Taipei though? Is that like an Olympic thing because they're part of China? Believe and they don't have their um, independence. Let's see.
Oh, by the way, and and bad news, though, since you're a Jersey guy, Wednesday night might quite possibly be St. Anthony's last basketball game ever. Is that right? There's a lot of talk that St. Anthony's is closing after the end of the year. Mainly because the school sits on prime real estate in Jersey City. Oh, that's ridiculous. Yep. Oh man, I, which, is the, which is what the which is what the archdiocese won't talk about. But it's you know where St. Anthony's High School is. I have a recollection, right? but it's been a while. It's right by the Holland Tunnel, right by the waterfront, and that real estate oh, yeah, is right, yeah, right oh, through the friggin' goodness. roof. So, there's, it might be, because they're trying to get a, you know, little bit, but their enrollment numbers are awful for next year. They only oh, have, like, you're right about 15 income, by the way. Oh, this that is something to do with the Olympics. Yeah, sorry. I'll just forget the game. Just put it on them. Um, <laughs> Chinese Taipei is the name of the Republic of China agreed upon in the Nagoya Resolution where the ROC and the People's Republic of China recognize each other when it comes to the activities of the IOC. The term is deliberately ambiguous. It's very weird. But it is the Taiwan. PRC, right? Chinese Taipei, yeah, it, it's very weird. I don't even get it. Uh, I, I really don't now. So wait, what time are these games being played live? Well, no, it's daytime over there. I mean, oh, I, what until, a throw I know right now, I can tell you right now, Manila, it's 1 o'clock in the afternoon. So over there, it's probably 3 o'clock. Korea is probably an hour ahead of Manila, so I would say it's 2 or 3 o'clock. So this is a 1 o'clock start? Probably. And then there's a game. uh, All right, so here you go. At 5 a.m., Korea, South Korea, I'm guessing, plays the Netherlands. Uh That's a prime time. That's at 5. That's a prime. Well, yeah, that's like a that's like a six o'clock probably start time in Korea, because for us it's going to be two. Yeah, that makes sense. That's about right. Usually for so that five of age, you got to flip, you got to flip the day, and then you got to add about two or three hours. Now they don't do daylight tomorrow day, night. Oh, here you go. Ready for this one? Yeah. Tomorrow night at ten, Brian. Ready? Yeah. Tomorrow night at ten. It is the. Uh, Gorbachev special. Oh, China boy. versus Cuba. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. I'm going to I'm going to tune in to this World Baseball Classic. Is I that game get any it. more <laughs> Is that game get any more commie bastard than this? Hey, look at this guy here. Chin Hsin Chang. He'd be a Billy Bean special. He's got a high on base. 30 home runs. Yeah. He has 400. He had 400 last year. Yeah. I remember there was the year. Holy crap, look at the size of that flag. Nobody can watch the game now. 
<laughs> I don't think they really care about watching the game. The only thing we can do is imagine. Look at these guys. They're watching the flag. It's like, what's the point? Oh, this is this is mint. This is awesome. Oh, this is a, you know what? He took a shot. This he, is what? He the third? I want to see a fight. Dude, I don't want to see him do karate out there and try to chop him. Also, you know this is, I think, the third. Chinese Taipei. Huh? <laughs> this is, I think, the third World Baseball Classic of the show's, like, history. And every year, we, no, we're not going to watch that crap. No, we're not going to watch that crap. Just baseball at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, we're going to watch it. This is amazing. I actually hope this becomes a good game, just because. Well, those fans get into it behind the day. It's great. So then, I love it. All right, so Wednesday night you have the Netherlands and Israel at ten. The five a.m. game is Australia and China. Are we in this thing? Yeah, we don't start playing until like two weeks from now. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, this is like the preliminary. Oh, it's the first round of the pool. I just realized. Oh, it's a walk. We got the bases loaded. They're right, here you go. with what else? So look at this guy. He's starting. He's got his hair, dude. I love it. Who's so, that? All right, who's so that Thursday, you have Canon Dominican. Who is uh, that guy? He looks familiar, dude. I don't have to look him up. Um. I'm going to guess we start playing. Oh, here we go. Our first game, Friday at 6 o'clock Eastern. Columbia, we're playing Columbia. And then after us is Venezuela and Puerto Rico. Columbia, Canada. Venezuela, Italy. Us and the Dominicans is Saturday night. I guess I'm watching that, not the Devils. Um. <laughs> oh man, World Baseball. This is this is tremendous. Israel chases chases Taipei starter with four run first inning. Israel won that game. Listen to this. I, I, I am all about Israel to start it right now. Ready for this one? Israel won that game last night. They had two extra base hits. They scored one run on a um, bases loaded walk. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had a ground ball up the middle. To win it in extra innings. Get your WBC gear. <laughs> Israel, let's see. Who do we want to know who the manager is for Israel? Let's see. Do we know any of these names? Except for Sam Fold. Ryan Lavarnway is the catcher. Ike Davis is one of their first one of their infielders. Jerry Weinstein? Hmm. No, I don't know. 
Do I hear their designated pitcher pool? Sure. Craig Breslow, Scott Feldman. Trying to find guys we know the names of. Well, I just got here a 30 30 uh, and a 2015. Chi Lin. He is 380 or 30-30. Wow. I, I got to start following this league. What? <laughs> you know, it's funny. When Cat played like Kevin, over in... This guy's like Kevin Euclid on the mound. <laughs> I can't believe he's not on this team. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Well, this, this Let's see who's on. Loves, I'm gonna, this cameraman loves this girl in yellow. I know All right, so you want to hear the American team? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah Chris he wants Archer, it. Tyler. That is off the wall. Oh! Oh, we got a game. Israel's choking. Oh no! All right, we so you want to hear who's on our team? Instant cla- George, we got an instant class. Oh, yeah, I think so. Here right now. I look at these fans. I love it. It's not a lot, but you know what? They're into it, man. Hey, are you ready to hear the coaching staff for Team USA? Oh, yes, of course I am. Uh, we are managed by Jim Leland. Okay. He's going to smoke a lot. Yeah. Alan Trammell's one of the coaches. Oh, wow. Tom Brookins, Rich Donnelly, Jeff Jones, Willie Randolph. And the reason why I get good. Wait, it gets better. It gets better. Okay. You know who the last coach on Team USA is? Who? Constantino Martinez. Awesome. You know what? I'm I, I now am getting a jersey. I'm not yeah. buying a Team USA jersey with Martinez on the back. <laughs> oh, wow. Honey. Your wife's the real thing. You're going to be popping jersey. down more money that you don't need to spend, George. That's right. <laughs> but, no, it's a, Tino, it's a Tino Team USA jersey. I love it. Is he your favorite all-time player? Yes. And, and really? let me tell you. I, yeah, and let me tell you. I've had the chance to meet him a couple times. For as great of a baseball player as he was, he's an even better yeah. human being. He looks like it. He I've never is, met him, but he, he does appear to. He is That's cool. A, I told him he could bottle his class and sell it, and he appreciated that. But classy individual. Oh, my God. That's classy. awesome. We – um. I met him for the first time in 04 when he was with Tampa. And uh, he signed a jersey for me, which I have to get a case for so I can Whoa, you know, wait a minute. put it up. Oh, I just got under it. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, I thought there was going to be a collision there. We got another <laughs> run in for Taipei. Ladies and gentlemen, they're within striking distance. Are these games nine innings? Yeah. But remember, they're in this inning because of an error on a double play ball. Yeah, <laughs> baby's cute. <laughs> like, what am I doing here in a baseball game? 
Brian Mejia. I wonder what those flavors of Gatorade are. Green tea? Yeah, probably. Probably boba. <laughs> I is said I, it. I can say it because I know. <laughs> is Ike Davis the hitting coach? Is he like the DH for this team? Oh, he did. You know what? He was trending on Twitter today. Maybe that's why. <laughs> I really do like the Israel hats, though. They're awesome. I love it. <laughs> when they when the it's tournament's like Kevin, over, I swear, it's like thing. Kevin Euclid on the mound. It's Kevin awesome. Euclid. Yeah. <laughs> I still think oh, it's man. awesome that Tino's one of the coaches. Like That's you don't know awesome. how pumped yeah, I am. Yeah, Tino's one of the coaches. No, he was coaching for um, with USF. He was like a grad assistant or something, or an unpaid coach or whatever they called him. And they played at Rutgers, and we went down there and hung out like the whole entire weekend. And he was just like cool as shit. Between games on sat on Saturday, he came over and bullshitted with us. Signed a bunch of baseballs for me. I was like, dude, I'm not selling these. I'm just like, there's so many people yeah. that want your shit, like want a ball sign by you. I'm like giving them as a birthday present. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's awesome. But, no, we have a really good line. Like, Luke Gregerson's on this team. Chris Archer's one of our pitchers. Andrew Miller. David Robertson. Tyler Clifford. Oh. Hey. Wait a minute. Hold your horses. Daniel Murphy? Nope, that's not what I'm referring to here. What's that? Give me a second. My buddy All right. Jake Odorisi's on this team. Incarcerated Bob, who is a good bill source, called the Watkins yeah. trade up two weeks before it happened, made other various. Um, other various calls of the Bills mm-hmm. um, has said the Bills brass has decided to keep Tyrod Taylor. So take that as what you're worth. I'm going to take it as that's pretty solid. And that's mm-hmm. it. So I I am running with it myself as a fan that, yes, Tyrod Taylor will be our quarterback. I tell you, our designated pitcher pool is pretty good. Mm-hmm. I love how George had no reaction to that. I just love how it just went right off him. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Did you see the outfield <laughs> we have going to this thing? Thanks, George. Th- thanks for thanks for you know, thanks for that. I really appreciate it. Putting up with with Wait, did... with you know breaking down Patriot fullbacks, and, and I have this one little announcement because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a big deal. Oh, yes, it is, George. There's no. only 32 re- re- uh, quarterbacks right. in the NFL. We're not that bad of a team. Dude, come on. I'm not going to lie. We may have the most stacked outfield in this tournament. What is our outfield? We'll talk about this later on. What, what's the stacked outfield? Yeah. Adam Jones, McCutcheon, Giancarlo Stanton, and Christian Yelich. Do you want to hear the infield that they took? Brandon Crawford, Paul Goldschmidt, Josh Harrison, Hosmer, Kinsler, Daniel Murphy, Buster Posey's there. 
Oh, we don't. AJ Ellis, Jonathan Ruffo. What, what's what's we're our never going to win this tournament? Um, just we're just not built to win these things. Uh, let's see. Oh, here we go. Pitchers: Chris Archer, Tyler Clipper, Danny Duffy, Sam Dyson, uh, Michael Givens, Luke Gregerson, Nate Jones, Jake McGee, Andrew Miller, Pat Neshek, Tanner Rourke, D. Rob, Marcus Stroman. We don't have enough starting pitching to go. To go. We, we take more relievers than anything else. Oh. But yeah. I have to go up early tomorrow because I have to get my cast taken off. You go do what you got to do. And, yeah. you know. We'll, we should uh, reconvene I'll, another night this week, though. I'll see. Um, I don't know if I can, but we'll see if we can do something. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes, you know, just want to throw something out there. I am home sometimes if I get off work on time at 7 o'clock your time. So mm-hmm. if we wanted to on Thursday do a little impromptu free agent stuff, maybe we could do something at yeah, 7 yeah. your time. Maybe if it's just an hour or so, maybe we can get some callers. Maybe I could drum up some business for us. So, I could put something on my Bill's Fanatic site, which is 20,000 people. Maybe, you know, if there's something going on with them or whatever, we could drum up some calls. So, yeah, it's just an idea. Think about it. Let me know. Um, You know, we can certainly discuss it. And, you know, as we go forward, I definitely want to dive more into the draft, you know, especially in April. And, you know, we'll do a baseball preview for sure. I know how much you hate baseball now, but we're still doing it. 10-4? I don't know, know. This may get me back into baseball. I hope so. I, I really do. I want you into baseball. If you don't have to be Yankee fan, I'm not saying you have to be a Yankee fan. Just be into baseball. Oh, you know Ooh. what? I, I started watching the Yankees. Oh, damn it. I, I just turned it off. Oh, it's gone. Oh, it's off the top of the wall. Israel. Who is this guy? <laughs> He's got himself a triple. Sam Fold. It's, like, it's not Ike Davis because he can't run. Is that Sam Fold again? No. The Chinese Taipei manager is about to explode. He's a Jew. <laughs> was that Ike Davis? Well, I don't know. I wasn't watching. I just I literally think it was Ike Davis, George. Yeah, nice. he hits it right off the top of the wall in center field. Yep. There you go. Are you and ready? Stays in the park. Tom Brady. Did you see this? Tom Brady's doing an autograph, a private autograph signing. Is he really? Yeah. Do you know how much an 8 by 10 signed by Tom Brady is? Do you even want to know? Yeah, I do. 850 bucks. To get a picture signed by him. How and much? If you want a super eight fifty. Oh, that's an eight by ten. If you want to know whatever the next size up is, that's eleven forty nine. It's crazy. He doesn't do many signs. Like privately? 
And he doesn't sign much shit as it is. Mm-hmm. Wow. But, yep, yep. But, sir, I have to go to bed because I have to get up early tomorrow. So I have to drive an hour and a half to get my cast back. tomorrow. Keep me posted. Okay? Keep Hello. me posted tomorrow. Let me know how it goes. Okay? Yes, sir. All right, bud. Be good. Bye. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good night. All right, bye.